Your day sounds better with your music and your station playing on the background. Flowing Radio. Yes, it is Saturday, June 5th, 2021, and you are here with another edition of The Whole Truth. I am your host, Gerald The World Brits. I'm sorry about last week. Really wasn't feeling well, but I'm back 100% large and in charge. But I'm not alone. I'm here with my friend, my co-host, my brother, Jimmy Smith Jr. Jimmy, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm just trying to stay cool out here, man. It's hot outside. I'm just trying to stay cool. All right, man. It is usual on the ones and twos. Our main man, Jeff. Jeff, how you doing, man? I'm just trying to stay out the way like him. I might go to sleep in a freezer tonight on some Joker type stuff, honestly. It's that hot outside. It's yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel you, man. How are you, by the way? I'm doing okay. As long as I can, uh, I can be in some air condition, I'm okay in the summertime. Okay. But if not, sweat and trouble. Hey, man, you sweat out that, you know, like you sweat out what you had out last week. It's all right. Yeah, yeah you're right about that, man. And around the block, I got my boy here, Lil Jerry. He around doing his thing. But okay, we got a very good show for you all. We got a little Asian persuasion. Then our two awfully bad songs of the week. We're also going to talk about WWE and what's going on with them. Guys that... Got cut, the guys. I think need to hang it up. And if you want to talk about anything that we got going on, you can call in at 904 629 5928. You get there to six. So, I'm sorry, 904 629 5928. And as always, we got Suckers of the Week, one by Jimmy and two by me. That's three total. But we're going to start out with what's going on in these NBA playoffs. So, Jimmy, before we predict, 
Who's going to win game seven between the Mavs and the Clippers? Let's talk about the seven teams already eliminated from the playoffs and what they need to do to improve their chances of winning the title next year. We're going to start the Eastern Conference. We're going to go from lower seed to higher seed. And we're going to start with the AFC Washington Wizards, who are Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook, and whoever else who is under uh, Scott Brooks. What, in your opinion, do the Wizards need to do to improve their chances next year on hosting the Larry or Brian Trophy? They need a center, and it, Thomas Bryan, I think, is a good center. He was just injured. And they need another score, preferably either at the four position so Hashimura can change to the three and play small forward because I think they try to have him play both positions at the three and the four, and it's not working. They don't have another answer outside of him at the small forward. I think you either deal with him at small forward and draft a power forward who could possibly make a difference to get some of the pressure off of him, or you have him play power forward and then bring somebody else in to uh, play small forward. And I think that uh, a coaching change may need to be made too because Scott Brooks is a good coach, but I don't know if he could take him take the Wizards to the next level. Russ. Russell Westbrook is doing all he can, and Bradley Beal is doing all he can. They need a third score on that team. Okay, so when you say they need uh, a third score, uh, Davis, uh, Bertans, is that their third score that you think that they need? Next. Okay. All right, so, all right, so, in my opinion, I think the Wizards do have a center. Daniel Gafford, who they acquired for the Bulls, is, you know, he's uh, coming along slowly. I think... He could be their starting center. Now, I do agree with you. I think they need, you know, some help in the uh, forwards positions. Uh, you know, their uh, forward, uh, why, uh, Hershami, I think he's going to be okay. And I think they need a power forward, a number four, to come in that can, you know, shoot threes, be their uh, three and D guy, you know, do a little defense, you know, down low in the post. And I think the Wizards need to prove their bench as well. I, I, I don't – I think their bench is deep enough. I think the Wizards run four or five deep, and that's it. And NBA need to go nine, ten deep at least to have a chance to win the championship. And uh, Scott Brooks, I think he is a good coach. I think Scott Brooks gets a uh, a bad rap for letting uh, Russ do his thing. But the reason Russ does his thing is because he doesn't have much help out there. So that's, uh, that's why Russ feels he has to, you know, be the leading scorer, lead a rebounder, leading the assist guy. So, but the Wizards add some depth, and I think, you know, they give, they give Danger Gafford a chance to be the starting center. I think the Wizards can be a much improved team in the coming years. Well, if that's the case, they need to bring back Thomas Bryant. If Thomas Bryant is back, then Gafford can move to the four, which is his natural position, and then Hashimura can play the three. Then it may be a little more solid, but you need Thomas Bryant back as the center. He's the starter, but he was injured. He does play defense, and he can get you a double-double. Okay, so what you're saying is the case. The Bratons, you know, could come off the bench and shoot threes. Absolutely. That'd be, that'd Absolutely. Be, I mean, one guy off the bench, if the Wizards can sign maybe one or two more guys to come in to score off the bench, I think they could be a more deeper team. Yes. And then we're going to go to the seventh seed, Boston Celtics, who made a change with the retirement of Danny Ainge as president of basketball operations. And now head coach with – 
Brad Stevens now becomes the president of basketball operations. Means the Celtics need a new coach. They also need a new player as well. What do you see? What do you see in store for the Celtics next year? What, you, what I think needs to happen, well, for one, they missed Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was yeah. not healthy, so it did not help their cause, especially with Tatum. Tatum was doing all he can, but he needed more help. Fournier was a nice addition yeah. to the team. However, without Jalen Brown, they don't do much as far as playing com- competitive playoff basketball. They can try to be competitive. Marcus Smart is definitely a good guy, but if I'm going to look for a head coach, it never comes up, but I think Mark Jackson needs to get a chance. I think we give Tatum next year. But he has to have Jalen Brown with him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We see in the NBA right now, you can't just have one play on your team. Yes, you can. Mm-mm. How about the Nuggets? Ooh. They ain't winning the championship, though. Ooh. That's going to be the problem. They got the first round. Ooh. But they ain't got no special sauce to win. Ooh. Get out of here. Hey, I'm just saying what it is. <laughs> I'm just saying. They ain't got no special sauce out here. They ain't got no special sauce. Yeah. So because of that, and they don't have a healthy Jamal Murray. It seems like over there in Denver, uh, sorry to jump off topic, but it seems like in Denver, Monte Morris as the point guard need to start over Facundo Capazzo. Yeah. Because Facundo Capazzo, yeah, he's a floor general. He getting used to like, you know, eight rebounds, eight assists, eight points. But it seems like Monte Morris, if he can get more playing time consistently, yeah. he may be able to be a better floor general and he may be able to Get his stats up, and he may minutes. be able to get 15 a game to help Denver they get to the next round. They ain't giving him much minutes lately. He's been, what, like six right. minutes, seven minutes? Well, he, I mean, he's been getting about 20 or so minutes and close to 30 minutes in the past couple of games, but Facundo uh, Capazzo don't need to be the starter. Yeah. That's the problem, and they were starting him so much throughout the beginning of that series, it, it was a help in Denver. Like, they probably could have put Portland away in five instead of um, possibly having them go to six and all of that. They, yeah. they, they, it could have been a sweep, possibly, if Monte Morris would have started. But yeah. back to the Celtics, though. Yeah, your point was that a team where only one player can't do it. And I presented an example where it happened. But it ain't going to win the championship. That's the problem. We'll see. I don't think so. This we'll year. see. Be, but so that's what I'm saying. With we'll Jason see. Tatum, Jason Tatum has, he has smart as the glue guy on the team. You need a glue guy like that. Yeah. But. He needs Jalen Brown to help him out because when you're going up against a team, a team like Brooklyn, what they, <coughs> they you got three legitimate Hall of Famers who right. you you can't do that on the three on one. That ain't gonna work. No, I get it. So that's why he needed Jalen Brown with him to kind of nullify some of the damage that um, Durant and James Harden are doing. Kyrie Irving, this is gonna be an interesting matchup where they're playing the Bucks because Drew Holiday plays defense and he can score. Now, the question is, can Antonio Kowompo actually sit there and defend Kevin Durant? And I don't know if he can. Yeah. I think both of them, due to the misma- um, due to the matchups, both of them are going to get their points and get their stats. But Antonio Kowompo playing Kevin Durant one-on-one, he's not going to be able to stop this man from rising and shooting them jumpers. Not too many people can stop Kevin Durant. Now, you were saying about Boston. And- but Boston needs Jalen Brown. They needed Jalen Brown. He wasn't healthy. What yeah. I'm going to say is, I think first and foremost, what Brad Stevens needs to do, Trade Kimber Walker. Kimber, uh, best days are over with. So I think if they trade Kimber, you know. Who gonna, run the, who gonna run the point? Because Marcus Smart plays the two. So I'm, I'm getting to that. I'm saying trade Kimber, upgrade your point guard position. 
Tristan Thompson, I think, you know, for Tristan, I think it's uh, – oh, for him too. I think he probably be best to be uh, a bench player for a team. Should be playing some of the uh, major minutes. So if they can just uh, get a an upgrade of point guard, also get in another big that could produce. I think maybe next year, Boston could be on the rise. And I would love for Mark Jackson to uh, get another job, but I think it's over for Mark Jackson. I think he needs to just be content, be the commentator for the Yes Network at ESPN. I think Brad Stevens is going to hire a coach that has the same ways of he uh, of his, you know, uh, coaching, how he coaches. So, Brad Stevens is going to hire a coach that's more similar, you know, to him. And that's not uh, Mark Jackson, unfortunately. And also, the 60 Miami Heat, the defending Eastern Conference champions. And I told you the Bucks was going to put them out. They left, I told you the Bucks They was left their game in the bubble, and Eric Spoelstra lost uh, faith in Tyler Hero. I don't know how, but. What a fluke. You can't, you can't what have you a hero. The you can't have a hero when Oladipo was injured. A lot of this is going on because of these injuries. I think if Oladipo was there to be healthy, I think they beat the Bucks. But because Oladipo was not there, Tyler Hero did take a step back. Duncan Robinson and them guys, they took a step back because they don't play defense. When do you see Tyler Hero and when do you see Duncan Robinson play defense on people? They don't. If they don't shoot the ball well, they do not play well. So because of that, Myers, too, last year was putting up some good numbers, too. I know that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he said, like, the racist stuff or whatever, but he was putting up numbers last year, too, and we didn't have him. But still, without... I, don't think, I mean, I think it could have made a little difference. No? Without Victor Oladipo, that team couldn't go as far as they wanted to because, you know, Jimmy Butler is capable of putting up a triple-double, but he can only do so much. He Adam Bayo was doing all he could. But at the same time, you needed a second score. Well, well, I say this right here: Jimmy Butler didn't take over the game the way a superstar should have. Once he went down 0-2, I think once they went back to Miami, I think that Jimmy Butler should have had you know taken over like dominated like quite literally did last night. He should have had you know had 20, 25 shots, and also as well you know Bam Adebayo. I think he also. Uh, Declined this year too, and their exposure had inconsistent lineups. So I think, so I think once Miami, you know, adds you know some more players, oh, you know, uh, Victor uh, Ola uh, Depot comes back, the Heat would be a much improved team next year. I think they could go uh, weirdly a a series of two next year. Yeah, I mean, we will see. Okay, and also as well. The New York Knicks went down 4-1 to the Hawks. Some people said the Knicks could have got swept by the Hawks. Jimmy, what do the Knicks need? The Knicks need a point guard who can start, and they also needed, once again, they needed they, they needed the center. Thomas Robinson was injured, and they needed him. He could have actually, he plays better than Nerlens Noel. Taj Gibson is a hustle man, but those guys needed to come off the bench. They did not need to start. That's true. So if Thomas Robinson was available, I think they would have been fine. But so because Thomas Robinson was needed, I think 
they would have been much better. I think they could have put the Hawks out because Thomas Robinson is also capable of getting you a double-double. And because he's capable of giving you a double-double, I think they would have kept Julius Randle at the four because he felt like he was pressed a bit due to the fact that he was able to deal with Clint Capella, but he couldn't hold Clint Capella down. So it made it – and R.J. Barrett needed to improve, and he couldn't do it the way he wanted to. Uh, Jimmy, first off, I think you made Mitchell Robinson. Thomas Robinson – you know, what's uh, out the league years ago? Correction, Mitchell Robinson. Yes, and also as well, I think that, you know, Judas Randall, I think he was exposed as a guy who's probably uh, at best a second or third option. Maybe, you know, him being your best player is the best idea to go find the playoffs. That was just so crazy that he folded in the playoffs. That was just so crazy. And also as well, you know, before. also as well, like you said, uh, I think they need a, a better point guard like the Celtics. I think they do that, you know, I think the Knicks would be – much approved. Thibodeau can only do so much coaching the team. The players have to uh, go out there and perform, but the team not good enough. Change had to be made. I think changes has to be made. Leon Rose has them in the right direction. I think next year, Knicks will go further than they went this year. I think they also need a shooting guard because of the, they even if you have Derrick Rose starting, of course, you got Emmanuel quickly and those guys, you're grooming them for the future, but you need a shooting guard too. Uh, Bullock can shoot threes, but he's a bench player. And like I said, when Robinson comes back, he almost kind of puts everybody back in their position because Julius Randle was kind of playing out of place, playing that hybrid 4-5. And you had Tosh Gibson out there, but because they were coming off the bench, it would make sense for them to get somebody who is a solid shooting guard. That Obi Toppin pick, uh, I don't know if that is working out for the Knicks because Thibodeau don't really like to play his young people unless he have to. And on the Knicks team right now, he really don't have to play Obi Toppin. He don't have to play Kevin Knox. So see if he could possibly do a trade to where maybe he can get both of those guys off of the team, not to say that just to kick them off, but you need a solid shooting guard. So if you need a solid shooting guard, I think that's who you draft. And hopefully that could help Derrick Rose until Emmanuel quickly and those guys could come off the bench and groom and be groomed enough to get to the next level because um, next level because Alfred Payton, he got to go. He he don't he can play a little defense, but he don't shoot the ball well. He don't really facilitate the, uh, facilitate the team as a floor general or anything like that. So he got to get off the payroll too. But the question is, who, is, which team out there is in services of an Alfred Payton who don't do much as far as helping a team win? I couldn't tell you that, but I I can't tell you this. I read reports that other players, uh, you know, I like it the uh, Knicks direction. So I think it. Uh, Great to see a few guys we looking towards the Knicks to join their team. So I think the Knicks' future is very bright. So that was the four teams of the Eastern Conference that were eliminated. Now let's, let's get to the three teams of the Western Conference that were eliminated. And let's start from, you know, bottom to the top. Let's start with first the Memphis Grizzlies, who look like world beaters, but didn't realize, oops, Donovan, uh, Mitchell was out. As soon as he came back in, the Grizzlies were toast. What do the Grizzlies need, Jimmy? What do the Grizzlies need? Right now, they just need a bench. And the reason why they need a bench is because their starters are fine. They just needed to, and they needed to play more on the bench. How you going to have Justice Winslow on your team and you don't play him off the bench? I, I thought that was a problem. And you already playing your guards, DeAnthony Melton, uh, you playing Bain off the bench. But how come Justice Winslow couldn't get in off the bench as the small forward position to help alleviate 
uh, some of the work that Anderson had to do as a starter at the small forward position. He can play. Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, a coach is going to play the guys that he believes in. So if he's not playing the guys, he do not believe in them first off. But how you? But how, we ain't see enough to believe. He ain't getting no minutes to show. I think you see these guys in practice. You see them, you know, you see them against the regular season and know that he can't trust them. So I think I'll take your point that, you know, that – Sorry about that. Uh, you do need a bitch. So they got, like I said, a good five. Uh, you know, they got John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Valley Judas, Jared Jackson Jr., and you said Anderson, so that's five. So I guess if they can add a few more guys, but at the same time, not many players when it comes to Memphis. I mean, I probably wouldn't either, so it's going to be very hard for them. But I think if they young guys produce and keep getting higher and higher, the ceiling, you know, can increase a little bit. And that was another problem, too. Brandon Clark didn't play much in that series. How come Brandon Clark, he, he's the power forward? You have to ask their head coach, Taylor Jenkins. I'm not Taylor Jenkins. I couldn't tell you that. But what I can tell you is that Memphis Ceiling can, you know, improve, you know, if one guy out there from agency decides that the Grizzlies, you know, are the team for him. It's going to take one guy to take that risk and say, I want to join Memphis. We'll see. And also as well, the defending NBA champion LA Lakers oh, bowed out Thursday night to the Phoenix Suns. So for LeBron and the company, their season is over with. And you know, Jimmy, we're gonna let you start. What do they need besides the healthy Anthony Davis? How about we play a game of Uno and do a reverse? What do you think they need to do? What I think they need to do is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why would you let go of Dwight Howard? Why would you let go of Ray John Rondo? Why would you let go of, you know, guys that helped you win the title last year? I think, you know, the team what they had, you know, last year was good enough to, uh, you know, try one more time. But, you know, <laughs> but they felt they had to make changes. I mean, did a Schroeder. So you turned down a $84 million contract saying it's not enough in the playoffs, you no-show. I mean, come on now. Andre Drummond, you bag off the cans. They can give you a chance. You don't do uh, much anything. I mean, Kyle Kuzma, the supposed third option. The only thing you've done in the last few years is die your head blonde. You ain't doing nothing on the court. Nothing. Jesus. All these guys have let LeBron down more than Anthony uh, Davis. AD showed up. AD just got hurt, unfortunately. It just, you know, it happens. That, that's what he is. He's, he's a injury pro and all pro. So I think, you know, all them guys I mentioned, they can go. It just start with Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Achievis Conway Pope. Keep them three. Everybody else you can cut. How about Schroeder? Bring in more guys. How about Schroeder? Oh, are you serious? Huh? I mean, how about Schroeder? I just said he turned down he turned down the $84 million contract, said what enough and don't show in the playoffs. He could go. Okay. Caldwell Pope. You keep KCP. Yes, you do. No, you don't. Yes, you do. You keep no, him. No, you don't. Yes, I you object. Do. You keep him. Where's that bail? Oh, okay. So, go ahead, Jimmy. It's on you. Go ahead, man. What's what the latest? Go ahead. They need a real shooting guard. Not saying that Caldwell Pope is not a good shooting guard, but they need an upgrade at that position. Caldwell Pope can play a little bit of defense, but he does not consistently score enough to where somebody's going to say, oh, I'm going to stop trying to defend LeBron James, or I'm going to stop trying to defend A.D., to go defend him. Ain't nobody worried about Caldwell Pope. <laughs> yeah, he was a he was a, a, a piece, a vital piece to winning a championship last year, but it didn't another problem. How come Harrell, Montreal Harrell didn't get much playing time because they, they fighting whether or not AD gonna come back healthy and all of that. To me, I kind of felt that the Clippers should have paid Harrell. 
If they would have paid that man, I think they would have beat Dallas by now. But, but we, we're not going to talk about that right now. Harrell needs more playing time. I, I think he may need to come in. He should have came in and started with Drummond if this was the case. And then had Kuzma and company come off the bench. Yeah. Because all these guys out here hurt. Okay, you need to fill it in. And Montreal Harrell, he's a hustle man. He's going to get you your hustle points. He's going to give you hustle play. I thought he should have started a couple of times with Andre Drummond instead of having Anthony Davis be a game-time decision. Coach James, game-time decision. We knew Coach James was going to play, but we didn't know how frequent Anthony Davis would be injured throughout trying to play in the playoffs. He needed to stay out to be absolutely 100% healthy. And because he couldn't give you that all the time because he was trying to play with Coach James, I I thought Harrell should have started with Drummond a couple of times. Maybe that could have been... A, a bit more formative to go against Phoenix. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll say this next year. Lakers will be back, and they need some new players. You know, Frank Vogel got a lot of heat, but I'm wondering, you know, how can the man take a lot of heat with the players and not showing up on the court? But that's just uh, neither here nor there. And now we're going to go to the Portland Trailblazers, and I think I've said it a few times, and I'm going to say it again. Damian Lillard. You must leave Portland ASAP if you want any chance with a championship in your prime. Don't do what guys did in the old days and stay with your team even though they got no shot to win the title. Don't do a Reggie Miller. Don't do a Carl uh, Malone. Don't waste your prime with team going nowhere. Damian Leonard, get out of Portland ASAP. Matter of fact, TJ McCullough, you too good for uh, Portland too. Yeah, they fired uh, Terry Stotts, but it, it make no difference. They can bring in Phil Jackson to be the coach. That team ain't going nowhere. Carmelo needs to retire. Nurkic got embarrassed by the Joker. I mean, you know, <laughs> Gary Trent Jr., all these guys are say, not good enough. I can't say that he really got embarrassed. He can only do what he can with the makeup of that team. You got to remember, Jokic and Nurkic used to be on Denver together. I know that. That's why he embarrassed And Nurkic was starting before Jokic evolved and got better. So because of that, that I think Nurkic did – what he could do, because remember, he was coming off an injury throughout the season. Yeah. He did what he could. So because of that, because he he was playing against a tougher matchup, I think he could not be able to do what he wanted to do, but he was still effective out there on the floor. And Enos Cantor didn't play too much in that series either. You hear Carmelo coming off the bench. Okay, there may have been a couple of times where Carmelo should have started. Maybe. Just because Carmelo... He, he may get you the one hit and quit again. He's not consistent, and that's the problem. We don't know what so Melo we're getting. So then the question is, when uh, Portland drafts, they need to go ahead and draft a legitimate guy at the small forward position so that if you're going to keep Carmelo to branch off, uh, Covington and those guys, they could go ahead and do play more in that position, but get a small forward who possibly a 3 and D type of guy so that they could kind of legitimate that offense and stabilize it a bit. So if they stabilize it a bit, maybe they'll be much better. That you way it'll be more the, effective. You ain't asked the question. Should, <laughs> the question is, the question is, should Damian Lillard and both C.J. McCullough both leave Portland? I say yes. Who are they going to get for them, though? See, that's the problem. You're saying should they both leave? Yeah, they can both leave, but who, who are they going to get for them? You're not gonna sit up there if I'm poorly and I gotta get rid of both of them. You gotta give me first. You gotta give me half of the other team. Yeah. Who, who gonna do that? Nobody. Okay. It's gonna be like he swept. Nobody, baby. They ain't gonna do that. All right. So wait, hold on. 
what do you guys think about him saying that he preferred Jason Kidd be the new head coach in Portland? Jason Kidd is kind of like Mark Jackson, where he ruffled too many feathers, a.k.a. did his own thing outside the system to get another shot. That's why Jason Kidd become the coach of Lakers, because Jason Kidd is too, uh, too much of his own man. That's why they uh, wanted a Vogel, and he is his assistant. So, you know, I don't see Jason Kidd getting a coach uh, job again either. I think he will get a coach job. If the Greek freak, Atleti Copo, told the Bucks to keep Jason Kidd, and they fired Jason Kidd anyway, what does that tell you? Uh, did Jason Kidd didn't get them guys to the playoffs, right? He did. Okay, then. Well, uh, Portland ain't going to win no championship anytime soon, but like I said, if you get rid of McCollum and Damian Lillard, who's going to trade all their team for him? You can't just say, oh, I'm going to count on these draft picks for 2022, 2023, 2024. You're going to have to give them the first-round draft pick for the next eight years. All right, so uh, real quick. Game seven, Mavs Clippers. I'm gonna say this real quick. Kawhi Leonard realized last night for them to have a chance with this series. Luka Doncic cannot be the best player in the series. He must be. He was last night. He will be tomorrow. So Clippers will win Game Seven with ease. Put some money on the game. Five bucks. Nah, I can't do that. I got too much. You, you said. That, you said. Uh, Doncic will be the best player. No, 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 I said Kawhi realized that he must be the best player. He was last night, and he will be tomorrow. That's why the Clippers will win by 20. I don't know about 20. Jimmy, come on. What's this guy talking well, about? Well, I, I already said the Clippers will win the series. I ain't going to say by no 20, but the Clippers will win the series. It's time for you old people to get out the way now. The young people's coming. And when the Mavs take out the Clippers tomorrow, you'll see. It's a new wave coming. But the Mavs the world last night. They... They kept it close the whole game. That was their game seven. That was their game seven. They realized what it was, and they let it get away. I agree. Luka, Towards the end, but they kept it close the whole game. Luka Ancic still don't play no defense. And until Luka Ancic play defense, they're not going to get that's that's the, Well, you know what, real quick. He's a two-way player. And, and Porzingis didn't show up. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. It's him. He didn't show up. Luka could do his thing, but Porzingis is failing the team. If he was his second option, he should be. Yeah, but the Mavs series by that. You know, what he All right, so we're gonna do our two awesomely bad songs. A little age of persuasion. First, we got William Hung, She Bangs, followed by Sai and Goggle Style right here at Fluid Radio. Where all things are fluid. Yeah, baby. 
Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style Gangnam Style Op, 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 op Opan Gangnam Style Gangnam Style Op, 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 op Opan Gangnam Style Hey, sexy lady Op, 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 op Opan Gangnam Style Yes, that was a little Asian persuasion. Our two awesomely bad songs of the week. We you hug, she bangs, followed by Sai and Gotham Style. Right here at Fluid Radio, now, where all things are fluid. Now I got a question. I'm with you, huh? Who is, who, who is she banging? Who is she banging out here? That's a guy. We you hung, you know, uh, right. kind of, you know, he uh, kind of did his cover uh, the uh, Ricky Barton song, She Bangs. Yeah, he, but, but who, who, who is she? I need to find out who is she banging out here. For herself. She bangs, meaning, you know, you know, she's sexy, you know, she hot. She is. 
this is before Ricky came out, but that was a long time ago. And also, side and goggle style. I tried doing that dance. Broke my hip. I was out of action for two weeks. Jared, you out here dancing out here? When you started dancing? I didn't know about that. That was years ago. I'm old. Huh? Okay, just play something. Like something. I didn't even know he was dancing. I didn't even know he was dancing out here. You got two steps. Yeah, about 20s. I'm 36 now, but that was about 20s. He used I'm to break dance back in the day. He used I'm to break dance. I'm going to have to call right now. You're on this one. I'm dead 40, but yeah, that was about 20s. I'm going to have to call right now on this to, uh, to that, confirm these dancing skills. Now I can't move like I used to. Mm, Shame on you. <laughs> and now we're going to have talk about WWE. You know, like I said, I've been watching wrestlers 30 years. WWE, I might have to stop watching them and go to, go to AEW because WWE is doing some silly stuff. I mean, they release six wrestlers. How do, how do you release Braun Strowman with a guy who should have been with the company for life? How do you release a talented wrestler, wrestlers like Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black? How do you release, you know, uh, Lana? How does that happen? How much were these people getting paid? LeBron was making over a million dollars, but he uh, deserved it. LeBron is one of your top stars. He just yeah. had like, a uh, pay-per-view a few weeks ago. Okay. You know. I get that. Now, Alistair Black, my, my thing was with Alistair Black, how do you create this storyline for him and then all of a sudden, you just going to ask him off? You have to ask Vince McMahon. WWE is just, I think, get days out of a hat and just... Uh, <laughs> get the name and say, yeah, you're fine. You know, I mean, that makes no sense to me. I'm not going to knock guys sit on the roster. not going to name names, uh, Mary Corbin. But why is people, you know, some people let go, some people still on the roster. That makes, you know, zero sense to me at all. There's also the rumor that WWE is uh, maybe up for sale. They may be a seller. And why why they why are they up for sale? Why why you think they up for sale and why they may be selling? Yeah. The rumor is, you know, they can make seven million dollars off this. I mean, you can run the company to make uh money, but if you somebody trying to give you million dollars right there, I mean I say just go for it. The rumor is, I'm sorry, the rumor is that Stephanie Triple H, they were, you know, Supposed to take over, but they may not want to you do it for life like Vince do. So if they, you know, could sell the company and keep like a small percentage where they, you know, all there for a cut. And I think Vince is gonna fight. Well like that. Vince may fight that. He may fight with that too. He might fight if they if Stephanie and Hunter Hurst trying to sell, he, he may try to fight that. Remember this. Right now, Vince is seventy five, so he, he is getting up there. He only seventy five? I thought he was older than that. But okay, yeah, no, you, you know, he's seventy five, man. You know he'll I think even he, he has realized that the end is near, and maybe he just want to take easy last few years of his life, not just run a company, you know, nah, stop. Even though he been it from the ground up, maybe he just want to just, you know, take it easy. Shane already has other interests outside of WWE anyway, so. And what are those other interests? He has his company, like, Fluid. He's also, like, uh, a minor partner in uh, several companies, you know, that are came down right now, so. WWE is going in a different direction, and the rumor is they get get rid of you know some of these contracts to eliminate the price for the uh, new buyer, supposedly. Who do you think could be potential buyers? What I read was that NBC Peacock may be uh, interested. 
And also, uh, several, uh, I named uh, Biggie Dance made about a couple. If NBC Peacock buy it, I doubt of too many. They're going to lose a lot of people as far as viewing it because I don't know if people are going to consistently pay for a subscription to sit there and say, yeah, I'm going to watch this on Peacock. Especially right now, you got Raw on cable, you got SmackDown on regular TV. I, just moving everything to Peacock, I don't know if they're going to be able to have the viewership that they at least have now. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Because who watching Peacock like that? I don't hear nobody outside of Tracy Morgan doing that commercial telling me some Peacock, baby. Uh, outside of him doing that, I, I don't know who just like, you know what, I'm going to watch that Peacock tonight, man. All people watch it because The Office is on there. But, but, and, but and that's I, the only streaming platform with The Office on it. But outside of that, who... Outside of those people watching it, who else saying I'm watching it's that? It's older people. That's what I'm saying. It's people. older people that's watching that. So I don't think that if they buy that, that demographic isn't going to fit for them. That could be the case. And also as well, Jimmy, I was thinking this week too, before the uh, releases, I was thinking the five wrestlers that should retire from WWE. And I'm going to name them real quick. And I'm going to, uh, and I want you to get your thoughts real quick. On, on who? Five wrestlers who I think should retire. Well, you need to go ahead and say them five wrestlers. We'll see what's going on. All right, number five, I got Kofi Kingston. I think, you know, to me, uh, Kofi has done it all. And when he won the world title at uh, WrestleMania a few years back, that was to me the uh, cream on the top. You know, with Big E going to be a top star for years to come, and Xavier Woods play uh, any role, I think Kofi has done it all. I think, you know, he, you know he's a... Uh, Gonna have his third child soon. I think he's over 40. I think Kofi, you know, coming back in his career, be proud of it. Look forward to his uh, Hall of Fame induction. Who else? Who else you got? Also got Dolph Ziggler. You know, Dolph is a, a two-time world champion. He's been with uh, the company since 2004. I mean, that's uh, almost 17 years. You know, with him, you know, not doing much of anything with him right now. You know, tag team with Rob uh, Rude is okay, but I think Dolph Ziggler has reaches Zitter, so to speak. And also the fact, you know, he uh, does uh, stand-up comedy. And I think that... Who does stand-up comedy? Dolph Ziggler. No, he not. He ain't doing no stand-up comedy. Yet. He does that the free time, yeah. So I'm thinking with stand-up comedy being his main interest now, as it should be, and him, you know, Have also... You heard, what jokes he tell? You, you heard him at the comedy show? Look up on YouTube. But I'm just saying, with comedy being his main interest, and him over 40 as well, I think Dolph could look back at his career, be proud of it. Look forward to a Hall of Fame production as well. Another guy who I think should hang it up is Jeff Hardy. You know, Jeff, you know, he had his, uh, his issues with drugs. I can talk about that, but I'm not. Basically, what I'm saying is Jeff had a long, successful career. He's almost 45, and I think, and I think as well, and I think as well right now, he's done too much to be treated the way he's being treated by the company. I think... He deserves better than to be losing to the likes of Jinder Mahal and Angel Garza in three minutes or less. No offense to them guys. Jeff has done too much to be treated like that. Jeff is basically a legend being uh, treated like a job. So that's all I'm going to do for him. And I think that Jeff should just hang it up call it a career. So those are your five. No, no, no. That's uh, three. Okay. Let's hit over two. Number two, I got Ray Mysterio Jr. I mean... Ray has been wrestling since he's been 13, and right now he's uh, 48, so he's been wrestling basically 35 years. 
And when your son is wrestling, I think it's time to hang up. I mean, I think Dominic is ready to take over the uh, Mysterio mantle and go on. So I think Ray should just hang it up, be proud of his career, go home with uh, wife Angie and watch Dominic on the TV screen and hang it up. And last and certainly not least is Randy Orton. Randy is 41. Yes, Randy is 41. He's been wrestling since uh, 2000, but basically he's been in uh, WWE since 2002, and he's been a top star since 2004. So basically, Randy Orton's been a main eventer for the last 17 years. So basically, to me, as long as Randy wrestles, he's taking a spot away from a guy that can you know, be a top star in the company. Randy has done it all in this. So I think Randy should definitely retire, go home with his wife and kids, let another guy step up to his spot that he is currently occupying. And those are the five guys I think should retire for WWE ASAP. I don't know about Kofi Kingston needed to retire. I think he still got some good run now. It's just a matter of... Kofi can still rest. I'm not saying Kofi can't rest. He just wrestled you back in time in a 25 minute match that was heard uh, by people. People liked it. But I'm saying this Kofi has done it all. I'm saying... Kofi could look back on his career and be proud of it. He might have his third child. You know, he's he's done it all. But I don't think he's, he needs to retire. Though. If they're not going to make him a a, uh, a top star again, just keeping the tag breaks, I think Kofi could just retire and be done with it. But remember what you just said. He has a third child. That means he probably still need to put food on the table. For what I'm saying is Kofi has made millions upon millions for WWE. He has money set back. And I'm not saying that they can't pay him. It's if he going to take a $2 million. A year. I'm not saying the Undertaker, but I'm saying he, they can still pay him a little bit every uh So are every you saying year. he needs to be put on the Legends contract? I can say that, yes. A, a superseded Legends contract. I don't know if Kofi Kingston on the Legends level yet. He is a Legend. I don't know. I don't know if he's there yet. Okay. And now it's time for my favorite segment, Second of the Week, where people... Do silly moves. We got to put our blast for there. Transgressions. Jimmy, who is your suck of the week? My suckers of the week are the NBA fans. Anytime you got NBA fans pouring popcorn on Russell Westbrook, then you got family members, you got people cursing at John Morant's family. You got all this other foolishness that's going on. You had another fan trying to run out there during the game <laughs> with, the, with, with the Wizards and the 76ers. That's hilarious. You got all this foolishness that's going Spit on. Spit on Trey Young. How did you get that? And then I didn't forget that. I was going to get to that. And then people spitting on Trey Young. It shows that in sports, once again, that the fans who feel that they pay to watch these games, they feel that these NBA players are slaves. Call it what it is. And because they feel that they are slaves, they feel, oh, well, we paying to watch y'all play. Y'all here to entertain us, so y'all consider slaves, so we gonna do whatever we want to y'all. Yeah, these people are getting banned and things, but what is that doing for the culture of the league to stop that? The, they need to do something. The league needs to do something to say, not only are you banned, but they shouldn't even be allowed to do that. Maybe they need to do something like, maybe like baseball. The, the baseball got a net around certain areas of the field so that people can't interfere. They need to do something like that in the NBA because you cannot allow the fans to get a chance to act a fool. You know what I think should happen? And they're doing this to all black players. They ain't did this to no white players. They did this to all black players. Come on. You know what I think think should happen? I think an NBA player should knock one of these fans out. If the fan get knocked out by a player, I think they'll get the point. 
they, they leave our stretcher right the head because they would get the point. But you know Adam Silver ain't going to go for that because he's going to feel like he's losing money. These fools need to be knocked out, but not just uh, arrested. But that's why the fan, the NBA fans shouldn't even be in the game like that this year. This is why we're going to throw that candy on the table and get them suckers. A sucker. Oh, better clean that up. Hey, 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 there's too many suckers out here to be cleaning up. Them oh, suckers okay. I understand. I understand. All right, and I got two suckers of the week. First, only, uh, a only fan star who put her career and life in jeopardy by taking part of a stupid viral TikTok challenge. This is from Yahoo News. An only fan star named Brittany Portillo suffered a heart attack after trying the popular Jurassic Cooper trend on TikTok that evolves ingesting a spoonful of undiluted protein powder for a more productive workout. Miss Bertillo, you are a young 20-year-old attractive woman milking these sips for money every day. Why would you put your money, why would you put your life at risk by doing a stupid TikTok challenge? You are making the thousands by the week. But you would do something that will put your your life or your, your your career, so to speak, in jeopardy. You are making a lot of money, simply idiots. But you do something stupid yourself. Now for this right here, by putting yourself on the level of somebody way lower than you and not taking advantage of the, the gift, the God-given gift that God gave you with your body, you are my first sucker of the week. And my second sucker of the week goes to television hosts, Tucker Carlson. This is also Yahoo News. Tucker Carlson has been slammed online for equated workplace receive requirements to segregation, calling them medical Jim Crow. Tucker, you have no idea what people in the 50s, 60s, and 70s went through with Jim Crow. How they felt segregated. How they felt, you know, less than. How they felt, you know, belittled by this rule. And to say that people that have to be forced to take vaccines to stay at work, you equate that to a form of racism, is idiotic, it is short-sighted, and it shows your idioticism. Mr. Carlson, you are a successful, belittled, you know, a man that has no idea how good you have it in life. If this is Mr. Carlson, you are my second bona fide sucker of the week. How much candy should he get? Or how many suckers should he get? You should shove a big 25-foot sucker down his throat. But he never talk again. That's how much of a sucker he needs. Gotcha. All right. Jimmy, tell the good people how they can find you on social media. Well, you can find me on social media, on Facebook as Poetry Commentator, and on Twitter as at Sportsverse. Jeff, I never asked you. How can he... Uh, Find you on social media. Find me on Twitter, on Slaves and Gold Chains, on Instagram, and remember underscore Jeff. You can find me here on Florida Radio Monday through Thursday at three o'clock. Yes, sir. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Journey Brits. The name is the same. The gold is the same. For my boy Jimmy Smith Jr. For the main man Jeff. For my boy, little Jerry, I am Jerry Maurice Bridge Jr. I will see you here next Saturday, 12:30 Central, right here on Fluid Radio, where all things are fluid. Water got you acting like this. Ain't a day gone by that I don't try to bang.